Easter, everybody. Today is the day that we celebrate Jesus rising from the dead and everything that comes along with that because there truly is so many things that happen as a result of Jesus's resurrection that completely and utterly change the world in which we live. And if Jesus had never risen from the dead, the world we live in would be so much darker in so many different ways. And I really want to highlight those ways today, because like the saying goes, you never know what you've got until it's gone. And although I don't want to lose the blessings that come from the resurrection, if we talk about what the world would be like without it, I think it will give us a greater appreciation for the resurrection of Christ. Because if you think about what the world would be like without the resurrection of Jesus, it's, it's a very dark place. Life would be so futile because everything would die in the end. No matter what you do, there is the pursuer of death that you will never be able to escape from. And that kind of does make everything worthless and futile because no matter what you do, you will die one day. And that will be the end. And then that makes everything you do in life kind of meaningless. Because what does it matter what you do with your life now? If you die today or if you die 20 years from now? If you help someone out today or if you ignore them? Because in the end, it doesn't even matter. And also the isolation that comes from that, of knowing that nobody would ever truly be able to understand you completely. Because it's impossible to share every second of your life with someone, every feeling that you have. There's just no way to completely share everything about you with someone. And so when you take Christ's resurrection out of the picture, you're left with this feeling of life being futile and meaningless and isolated. But because of the resurrection of Christ, that's not the world that we live in. And when we look at the words that Jesus spoke at the end of his ministry, after his resurrection, to his disciples we see how different the world became from before the resurrection. So this is in Matthew chapter 28 that I want to read today, and it begins at verse 16. And I want us to hear these words that the resurrected Jesus, the Jesus that rose from the dead, what he speaks to the disciples of his ministry. It says, Then the eleven disciples went to Galilee, to the mountain where Jesus had told them to go. When they saw him, they worshipped him, but some doubted. Then Jesus came to them and said, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. 
there are phrases in this passage that highlight the world that we are able to live in because Jesus rose from the dead. And the first of those phrases is when he talks about how all authority has been given to him. All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to Jesus. And I talked about this quite a bit last week, about the authority that the Messiah has as the chosen prophet of God to be the king of God's kingdom, which encompasses all of creation. And Jesus was at that point before he died. And yet after he died, he says, now all authority has been given to me. So you kind of have to wonder, well, if he was already in authority over all of creation, then what new authority does he have? And the new authority that Jesus had after the resurrection was an authority over the one thing that was not a part of creation, which was the curse of sin and the result of that sin, which is death. That was the only thing that Jesus did not have authority over before his death and resurrection. But through his resurrection, he showed that he did have that authority, that death had no hold over him. And that included all forms of death, a spiritual death that separates mankind from God, even a physical death, that would have held his body in the grave. No death of any kind had any power over him. And he showed it through a life of no sin and through his resurrection. And this victory that Jesus won through his resurrection, he shares that victory with each and every one of us. That's part of why it was so important that he come and walk on this earth as a human, as a person, and that he did this work as a person so that that work could be shared with all people. He did that so that that victory over death, that authority that he won over sin and death could be shared with us, even though we didn't have to do anything. We didn't have to do any work. We didn't have to go and die on a cross. We didn't have to live a perfect life. We still don't have to because Jesus already won that victory, not just for himself, but for each and every one of us. Just like when you have an athlete competing in the Olympics, and they do all that hard work. They compete, they train, they practice, and they go and they win that gold medal. And it's not just a victory for them. It's a victory won for their country as well. And that's why we all sitting at home can say, look, we won. Even though we didn't do anything. Because that athlete is representing us and our country through their competitive victory. It's the same way with Jesus. Jesus won that victory as our representative. And he continues to represent us 
before God, so that when we stand before God, we're able to do so blamelessly because he says, I already won this victory, not just for me, but for all people. It is a victory over death that is freely shared with anyone who believes in Jesus Christ. And because that victory has been won, we no longer have to fear death. A spiritual death of separation with God, no longer required. Jesus paid the price of sin. An emotional death of guilt and hopelessness, because we now have the joy of the Lord. Not even a physical death, although we do physically die for a time. Scripture tells us we get a new, perfect body in heaven. So there is no death that has power over us because of the victory won through the resurrection of Christ. All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to him and shared freely and openly with us. So he then, from that place of authority, with that good news to share, tells his disciples to go and make disciples of all nations, to take this good news of the resurrection, living power, and victory of Christ. Take that good news to all people. And that wasn't just a call for those 11 disciples at the time. It is a call for each and every person who is a follower of Christ. And the wonderful theme that comes through that is that that gives our life purpose. That our life now is no longer meaningless. Because the things we do on this earth matter. Because we have been given this good news that can bring people to eternal life with Christ. And we are tasked with sharing that with them. So it's no longer, well, nothing we do in this life matters because it's not forever. It's not eternal. It's temporary. We'll, we'll all die and then that'll be the end of it. That's not the end of it. There is life after death. And each and every person's soul is eternal. Meaning that as our body dies, our soul continues to live. And then it just becomes a question of, is that soul living with God in heaven or separated from God for all of eternity? But this time that we are given on earth is that preparation time that God gives us to choose whether or not we will accept Jesus' sacrifice or reject him as our Lord and Savior. And we, as followers of Christ, have been given this gift to share with other people to help them make that choice. Our words and our actions can influence a person's eternal condition. And it doesn't get any more meaningful than that. And God has given us this life for that purpose. To help people prepare in this time for what comes next. 
and it's really not too different than people at NASA getting ready to send off a rocket into space. Before you have that moment of ignition with the rocket flying off into the unknown, there are a lot of calculations that have to be made in order to make sure that, let's say if you're going to the moon, you're taking that rocket to the moon, a lot of calculations that have to make sure that you end up on the moon and not just flying out into the abyss for all of eternity, or at least until you die. A lot of work needs to go into that because there are so many factors that have to be considered. That's why they call it rocket science, and everybody compares rocket science to anything that's super complex and hard to understand. Well, it's like rocket science. It's, it's so immense, so many things to consider. But it's so important that they have that time of preparation because they can't afford to make any mistakes. So they double-check and triple-check their work to make sure they have it right. Now, thankfully, those calculations, that work has already been done. And so it's like the people at NASA just being handed a disk with all of the calculations on there that they need, and here's the answer. This is what you need to do. And all they have to do is plug it into the computer. I assume that's how it works. I've never been a rocket scientist myself, so a lot of this is speculation. <laughs> but the point stay stays the same. There's that time of preparation before launching off into the next chapter. And it's a lot of work to prepare for that, but thankfully, Jesus has already done that work for us. So that we know, as we leave this earth, where we will end up. And we don't have to guess. We can know. And Jesus has done that work, and he shows us the answer. He shows us how to enter in to that next chapter the right way. So that we can go and be with God after our life here on earth. And that answer has been given to us to share with others. And there are so many people scared of what's after this life. And they're making guesses, but they're trying to do all that rocket science on their own, and they're not able to. Because there is only one right answer. And it's through Jesus. And we have that hope that God has given to us through Jesus' resurrection. That hope that people are searching for so desperately has been given to us to share with them. And that's why Jesus sent out his disciples in his authority, in his power. And it's why he does the same thing to all of us who follow him. And he ends this passage by telling them that he is always with them to the very end of the age. 
And again, this is something that doesn't just apply to these 11 disciples. It applies to each and every one of us because Jesus lives today. He died on the cross. Three days later, he rose from the grave and he has never died nor ever will die again. He continues to live. And as part of the Trinity of God, the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, as the Holy Spirit lives inside of us, that connection with Jesus remains the same. And it's through that that Jesus has promised us a never-ending relationship with us so that we do not have to be isolated in our life. We don't have to walk through life alone because Jesus is with us. And in such a way that is really incomparable to any other kind of relationship that we could have. Because as I mentioned at the start of this, how can you possibly share everything about yourself with someone else? And yet, because Jesus knows our heart, he provides us with a relationship with him that consists of a perfect closeness with nothing hidden. God created you. There is nothing in you that he is not already aware of. None of your secrets are secret to him. And that's not supposed to be a theme that terrifies us, like, oh no, God, God knows my secrets, he knows all of my mistakes, all of my faults. What's that going to do to our relationship? The answer is absolutely nothing. Because God loves you no matter what. Even when the world was full of sin, killing, torture, all kinds of depravity, even in that state, God so loved the world that he sent his son to die for them. And even though God knows everything about you, he still loves you. And there really is nothing in us that can be hidden away from God because, again, he created us. Trying to hide something from God or pretend that God doesn't know something about us is like a character in a book trying to hide their secrets from the author of that book. It can't be done. There is no way that a character in a book could hide secrets about themselves from the author because the author makes them. The author creates them. The author gives them life. And so there is nothing about that character that the author doesn't know. There is nothing about you that God doesn't know about. And he still loves you. He still wants to have this relationship with you. And so we don't have to live with these feelings of isolation or the fear of isolation because we know that we will never lose the love of Jesus. Doesn't mean that we are always in his will 
but there is nothing that can separate us from his love. And we never have to fear losing it. We never have to walk through life alone because he is there with us to help us and guide us and encourage us and love us unconditionally. So if you think of a world without the resurrection of Jesus, it leaves you feeling like life is futile and meaningless and isolated. But through the resurrection, Jesus brings us victory and purpose and unconditional love. And that is the power that comes from a living God who is no longer in the grave, but he is risen and he lives and he is with us. And I am so thankful for the work that Jesus did on the cross. And I am so thankful for the power and victory of his resurrection that took place because of his unconditional love for me that gives me and my life purpose. And if you're out there and, and you're not a part of that, if you're still rejecting those things or on the fence about it, please, please accept the work that Jesus did for you. Because a world without it, or a world of rejecting it, is not a world worth being a part of. But that's not a hopeless message, because Jesus tells us that anyone who recognizes there is sin in their life and asks for forgiveness of that sin, and recognizes Jesus as their Lord and Savior, that this work that has been done is freely shared with them and with you. So please, accept the work that Jesus has done. And this has been today's Sermon in the Pocket. As always, if you have any comments or questions for me, feel free to contact me either through the Sermon in the Pocket Facebook page or email me directly at sermoninthepocket at gmail.com. And I encourage you to share this with other people to help get the message out there. But until next time, thank you for taking the time to listen. I pray that God will bless you as you go throughout your day and have a wonderful Easter. Thank you.